This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Built by Bama online podcast presents Daybreak for a Wednesday, May the 13th, 2020. Travis Schreier, senior analyst for you there at BOL, hoping... You kind of just slide through this midweek as we get closer to the middle of the month. The temperatures rising in the Tuscaloosa area. Just absolutely perfect weather here over the last several days. Got out and about a little bit on Tuesday. Made the ride up the strip right there on University Boulevard. And as we see more and more reopening of businesses, we see more of what we're used to seeing in that area near the University of Alabama campus. And that means those patios at some of those institutional establishments there on the Strip, borderline bustling. Now, hopefully, folks continue to practice safety and social distancing and hand washing and all those things. But I got to tell you, on Tuesday afternoon anyway, looked a lot like a fall Friday afternoon almost. You had the young people out and about enjoying themselves. So something we'll continue to monitor here in the Tuscaloosa area. Coming up later in the podcast, we'll be joined by Hank South, recruiting analyst for us there at BamaOnline.com. A lot of stuff to get into with Hank. We haven't spoken to Hank since the commitment last week, last Friday, of Ja'Cory Brooks, the four-star wide receiver from Booker T. Washington High School down in Miami, we'll get Hank's reaction to Alabama's latest wide receiver commitment. We got to check in with Hank. He had a new addition to the South household here in the last couple of weeks. A young lad who he will give us all the measurables and pertinent information in relation to coming up in just a little bit when we join Hank. But you've had a couple of items of interest here involving University of Alabama athletics in the last day or so, most of it basketball-related. Galen Smith, the former Alabama post player for Nate Oates and the Crimson Tide, announced via social media on Tuesday that he would be completing his collegiate eligibility in the Big Ten Conference. Still sounds weird to say it, doesn't it, when you're talking about the Maryland Terrapins? I mean, Maryland needs to be in the ACC still. Still doesn't sound right, but good for Galen Smith. Going to have an opportunity uh, with a team that certainly will be NCAA tournament viable, you would think. Uh, Teams always need extra bigs. Perhaps Galen will be able to provide the Terps with that. And, you know, always space for a big, always space for a shot maker. And you always need bigs also in relation to just carrying out your day-to-day operations from a practice perspective. you got to have enough posts just to practice. So the the value of the big guys uh, is multi-layered. It goes to a, a, a depth and a... Uh, a sort of point where you've got plenty of guards usually. you got plenty of smaller guys. Those posts, they're hard to come by. So good for Galen Smith as he makes the transition to the University of Maryland. Also, Maurice Williams, Mo Williams, 
taking over as the head men's basketball coach down at Alabama State in Montgomery. Mo, of course, an outstanding player, an abbreviated career before he headed to the National Basketball Association, had a long and productive career in the NBA. Mo, most recently, an assistant coach for former Alabama player and head coach Mark Gottfried out at Cal State Northridge in the Big West Conference. But Mo headed back to the Southeast as a head coach down at Bama State. Kind of wonder with G a little bit, don't you? Uh, hearing that NC State may be in the crosshairs of the NCAA based on some alleged wrongdoings under the direction at the time of Mark Gottfried might be a good time for Mo to go ahead and head back uh, to this part of the world and get his head coaching career underway there at Alabama State. As promised, coming up next, we're going to talk with Hank South. We're going to go in-depth in recruiting with Hank. We'll get his thoughts on the commitment of Ja'Cory Brooks. We'll get his thoughts on the tight end position. We'll get his thoughts on is there a ripple effect in the uh, aftermath of the news of Talia Tonga-Vailoa entering the transfer portal when you talk about recruiting quarterbacks for the immediate future. We'll do all that and more with Hank South right here on the Built by Bama online podcast. If you haven't already, we would certainly appreciate it if you would subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and a review while you're there. That would help us out a great deal. Coming up next is Hank South. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And let's go to Hank South, recruiting analyst for us there at BamaOnline.com. Hank, along with site publisher Tim Watts, do an outstanding job keeping you abreast on all things Crimson Tide recruiting. First and foremost, though, congratulations in order for proud Papa, Hank South. Welcomed a young lad to the South family here recently, Hank and his lovely wife. So we've got to get some measurables with this prospect for 2038 or 2039, yet to be determined. We'll ask Hank about the classification plans for young South coming up down the road. But again, Hank, congratulations, my man. Well, well, thank you. First off, this is my first podcast back since uh, since he was since he was born a couple weeks ago. Two weeks uh, or two, yeah, about two weeks ago. Um, he he came out at eight pounds fourteen ounces. Wow. Um, so you know, we were actually it's funny because I mean we we've been uh, our daughter who, who's three was nine pounds four ounces, and so we were we were prepped for a big baby, and we were already buying clothes for uh, for, for three to six months, that age, age range. But, uh, he was actually a little bit smaller and, uh, he's, so we're kind of having to circle back and and get some more newborn clothes for him, but he's healthy. Mom's healthy. Um, so, you know, we're, we're really lucky to, you know, in this tense climate right now to, you know, get in, get out and, um, you know, stay healthy. So we're real lucky and we're having, we're having a good time here. Now, such a great last name was South that you've been blessed with, um, how did you pair that up with the first name? How did that work? 
Yeah, so we both really like M names, and his name is Maxwell. Um, but for a while, it was uh, it was Miles was was kind of our our first choice. Um, and we were my, my wife is she was thinking about the ending with the first name with the S and the last name starting with an S and kind of that back and forth. So we settled on Maxwell. Um, it's not really a family name or anything. So we kind of just we just like the way it sounded. And then his middle name is Compton. And that's my wife's maiden name. So um, kind of a, a little interesting story to his name, but uh, you know, no family ties to the first name. There you go. So I, is it going to go Max? Is that what we're going to go with, or will what? What do you think will will end up uh, when we're talking about this young man again as a maybe top linebacker, safety type recruit? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe a quarterback down the road. Is it is it going to be Max South that we're referring to? Uh, I, th- I think so. Maxwell will be when he's in trouble, and then uh, you know Max will be his <laughs> his, his football name and normal so. <laughs> I like it. Now, is Hank is that does that derive from Henry? I've always wanted to ask you that. Okay. So my yeah, so my my actual my name is Joseph Henry South, but uh, my parents picked Hank short for my middle name, so that's kind of what I've always gone by. So, you know, Joe Hank sounds pretty Texan if you put hey. those two together. Joe Hank, yeah. <laughs> you know, that would that would that would work out there in the yeah. in the Lone Star State where you uh you you came to do your thing out there. Hey, um, you know, and I guess it's sort of could be perceived as uh, you know an illness of sorts but i'm already thinking ahead to max's you know high school career and when he'll be coming out in the process and you know you're looking at kind of a late in the process birthday are you already giving consideration as every sports dad does to the classification you know is yeah. is max even though he's a may kid is he going to be a 2038 or do you think maybe you hold him back to 2039 these are the important things that us sports dads <laughs> uh hank uh immediately take into consideration right yeah you know i mean i look back at my own high school career and i mean like, I, I didn't get a scholarship anywhere but I, I always think about you know what could have been if i was just in, in, in the grade below uh so yeah we'll have to we'll have to certainly look into that come come school time yeah, you're kind of like me. I wonder what if I'd have had six more years, you know, in high school, <laughs> and maybe that would have helped me. I was one of those early kids. I guess I was a problematic toddler, and so they wanted the to get you out of the house. Were, yeah, yeah. Like I was like, I wasn't even seventeen and a half when I graduated high school. You know? I was the it same way. It wasn't because it wasn't because of the academics that that they started me early. Uh, I can promise you that uh, the <laughs> academic career didn't measure up to that. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes in all seriousness, all the congratulations in the world to you, your lovely wife. And, uh, uh, the big sis now is she, yep. how is she as far as teammates early on go, you know, sometimes that can be a little, you know, it can be a little touchy yeah. when you bring the new one into the mix. I can, I can vouch for that. She, she's been great. She, she likes to get us things. She likes to go get new diapers, hand them to us. She doesn't like to help change diapers yet, but you know, that's to be expected. Um, so no, she's been, she's been really good and, um, she's ha- she's having fun with them too. So, so we're happy about that for sure. Good stuff. And since the last time we spoke, Hank, uh, there's certainly been some developments on the recruiting trail here. Most recently, Ja'Cory Brooks, the four-star wide receiver from Booker T Washington high school in Miami, Florida, announces his commitment to the Alabama Crimson Tide. We've talked a lot about wide receivers and the need for those guys in this 2021 class. Uh, and it looks like Alabama may be at least halfway to that goal of yeah. of hitting the number they're looking at, Hank. Yeah, you know, they, they, I mean, for, for as big of a need it is, they, they've really hit it 
uh, hit, hit it hard so far, adding Ja'Cory Brooks last week, um, of course, Ajay Hall in the end of April, um, two Florida wide receivers, um, two big body wide receivers uh, with, with a lot of upside, a lot of high athletic ceiling. So, um, you know, that, yeah, like you said, I mean, this, this could be halfway done at the wide receiver position, but you, you never really want to rule out, um, you know, if, if the right guy is available. Sometimes, you know, we've seen Alabama just take guys because they're the best guys available and they, they have an extra spot. So, you know, I think four is probably a, a good number, especially in a, in a year of need. You know, the last time we saw wide receiver be such a big need was the 2017 class when when they took four as well. Of course, you know, probably the best wide receiver class they've ever signed when we're going to look back at it. So um, I, I would anticipate it being about four. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens come, um, you know, come signing day if there's some others available. Yeah, Hall and Brooks, as we pointed out, bigger receivers. Is there is there another type of receiver that maybe Alabama is interested in when you talk about the likes of a Jalen Waddle or sort of that after the catch threat, the punt returner type? Is is Caleb Johnson potentially one of those kind of guys? Speaking of Texans like Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a few of them. And we've seen actually, we've seen Bama put out a, a couple more offers to kind of that, um, you know, more slot receiver type, smaller guy like a Jalen Waddle. Um, Caleb Johnson was one actually on Friday, the same day Ja'Cory Brooks committed. Um, he's kind of, you know, just talk about a guy that's blown up in the last, I, I guess, what, 11 or 12 days. Um, you know, he, he had, I don't think he had any SEC offers or maybe really any big offers um, until May 1st, LSU jumped in. Um, and now I think he's added, you know, half the SEC, including Alabama last week. So um, he's actually from my fun fact, he's from my grandfather's hometown in Greenville, Texas. So nice. uh, this first Greenville prospect I've seen, but um, yeah, no guy with verified speed. Um, you know, he has a, I think he had a 10, five, 800, but he, he said he runs a four, three, nine, 40. So, um, you know, when he has that verified track time, you know, the, the, the four fives, four fours actually, you know, you can kind of believe kids more when they say that. Um, so uh, that, that was big offer. Christian Leary's another one of that type of that mold of receiver who's a guy that's actually announcing a commitment less than a month. Um, you know, Alabama, Florida, Oklahoma are all in it for him. Um, they, they offered another, uh, another, uh, not super small, six one, one sixty, 160, but you know, just a, a guy with, with a lot of speed, Xavier worthy out of, uh, out of California. So they're still on the hunt. They're still watching. It's, it's clear the staff's still watching a lot of film and doing a lot of evaluations as much as they can. Um, and still, you know, showing a lot of interest in several different receivers. So as we move beyond Ja'Cory Brooks and his commitment, who do you sort of have next up on your recruitment, your commitment watch list if you had to pick a guy or two? Or uh, there, there, there are a couple of guys that we need to maybe pay us a, a special attention to. Yeah, you know, I, I think so. And we've covered them on BamaOnline.com for, for our subscribers the last week or so. Um, two that, you know, come to mind right right away, um, Kane Williams, who's the four-star defensive back, maybe future linebacker um, from Louisiana. He's actually announcing a, a decision on, on Friday. Um, between Alabama, LSU, and Texas A&M. And, you know, this has been a guy Bama fans are, you know, well aware of. Um, they, they, we've been talking um, about him for, for most of 2020 thus far and prior to that as well. But he was set to announce a decision in uh, in March. Um, but with, with the coronavirus impacts, the dead periods, um, camps being shut down, you know, uh, you know there, there wasn't a lot of uh, clarity as to what was going to happen in the spring. So he held off on committing. Um, Bama and LSU both, you know, 
were, were teams that wanted to see a little bit more of him, see, see him this spring, um, possibly see him in camp. But now that camp is off, um, it's clear Bama starting to make a bigger push for him. So um, he's a guy to watch. I'd keep an eye on for this Friday. We have him, uh, Tim, Tim Watson, myself, have him crystal ball to Alabama. And then another guy um, in state that the Bama fans, we haven't talked as much about, but you know, we, we've written about him several times. Ian Jackson, the four-star linebacker from Prattville. Um, he doesn't have a decision date set or anything, but Bama has certainly kind of turned up the heat on him and, uh, and looked to be in a good, good position for him um, as of, as at this moment. So those are two guys I think, you know, you're looking at as far as who could commit next. I'd circle those two names. Any news of note in the wake of the uh, revelation that Talia Tonga Bailoa at the quarterback position has entered the NCAA transfer portal. Has that had a ripple effect in recruiting at the position or is it pretty much status quo when looking at options for the 2021 class? You know, I, I still think it's pretty much status quo. I think that, you know, with no disrespect to, to, to Talia Tongvaloa, I mean, I, I think the two the two guys that we're talking about most when it comes to impact of the 2021 recruiting class were, were obviously Mac Jones and Bryce Young. So I, I, I haven't seen it, you know, change anything as far as, you know, the Tide's pursuit of, of their guys they're looking at, you know, Miller Moss, Jalen Milrow, um, a few others. So, uh, and, you know, that, that could certainly change, you know, as, as the staff continues to evaluate and watch film. But so far, you know, it's been pretty much status quo uh, on the quarterback front. How about the tight end position? Sort of an extension of the wide receiver uh, spot when you talk about receivers and a need area for this Alabama offense. Uh, looks like Alabama jumped into the mix now with a Missouri commitment, uh, another prospects from sort of out in the Rocky Mountain area. What do you got for us there at the tight end position, Hank? Yeah, yeah, this is going to be one of those intriguing spots in the 2021 class. Um, you know, we we obviously saw how 2020 ended with Eric Gilbert and Darnell Washington going elsewhere, and Bama getting Caden Clark and, uh, and then the grad transfer Carl Tucker. Uh, but we, you know, so far no tight ends have jumped on board with Bama. They're, they're in the mix, and you know what we saw? It'll be interesting because what we saw in 2020 was you know we saw Bama focus so much on. Uh, on Eric Gilbert and Darnell Washington that, you know, the, it, it was kind of playing catch up on some other guys, like maybe like JJ Pegues, who ended up, um, I believe signing with Auburn. It's totally escaping me right now, but, um, and, and some others, we saw them focus on those two. And then, you know, come signing day, uh, you know, they, they had to circle back and go to the grad transfer route, um, and, and look at some other guys. So we've seen them get in the mix with, uh, I'm looking at the offer sheet right now. I think, 16 tight ends at this moment um so you know several of those guys are committed but again you know it's it's may um and if guys are still listening that are committed um you know when when visits open back up you know anything's possible but yeah like like you said they they offered a missouri commit a couple days ago or i believe on friday ryan Hoerst camp he he told me how to say his name and i still can't say it right uh Hoerst camp He's from Missouri. Um, Mizzou is the hometown school. So, you know, obviously there's there's uh, there's a lot of love there. But um, he committed on April 25th and he got the Bama offer um, just this past week. So, you know, he said he's going to talk to Bama. You know, if anything happens, um, he, he could certainly open, um, you know, be open to that opportunity in Tuscaloosa. Um, another guy that put out a top schools list over the weekend, Gunnar Helm, out of Colorado. Um, he's actually really interesting because his sister goes to Alabama. Um, and so, you know, he has that connection. I don't think he made it to a game last year or, or maybe he has even made it to campus yet. 
But, um, I, I, you know, once once these guys can get on campus and take visits again, you know, he's going to be a guy that gets down to Tuscaloosa and, and sees everything. And then um, Tom uh, Hudson Wolf, you know, that's a name we've talked about forever. Bama, Ohio State battle right there. Um, I think that'll come down to official visits with him um, as far as his final decision. And, and there's several. There's Thomas Fedone. We wrote we did an update on him. He's a top tight end out of Iowa, um, a guy that Bama's been Bama's been talking to a bunch. So um, you know the offer list is, is updated on Bama Online, and, and there's several of them. You know I could I could probably talk for another 20 minutes about the different guys they're involved with. There you go, Hank South, proud new Papa, two time Papa now. There, Hank South, Hank. Once again, congratulations, my man. We always appreciate you taking the time here on the Built by Bama online podcast. And no problem. Thanks for having me, Travis. If you haven't already, give us a subscription to the Built by Bama online podcast. It's as simple as a click. Uh, While you're there, if you don't mind, how about a rating and or a review? We would appreciate both. It would certainly help us out. For Hank South, Travis Schreier. Hoping you have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you again real soon on the Built by Bama online podcast. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.